Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Diva Behavior. This is our first episode of the 2019 Christmas season, you guys. Mariah Carey declared that it was Christmas at midnight on November 1st, and I didn't see a lot of pushback, which is rare. One thing that's really interesting to me about the Christmas wars every year is when I lived in America, it would always be people saying, oh, American culture is so messed up and so extra. We shouldn't be celebrating Christmas until Thanksgiving is over. So I feel like usually the implication when people are saying this is, oh, in, you know, European countries, they don't do this. They they don't celebrate Christmas until like a week before Christmas is when they start celebrating and it's really like classy and refined. You guys... No, that shit is not true. They start putting Christmas trees up in London. Like, I've seen some, I've seen Christmas decorations mid-October. I swear to God. And, you know, they don't have that Thanksgiving buffer. Thanksgiving, I've been saying for years, is just a cock block for Christmas season, you guys. It's a bullshit holiday. Like, turkey's not even good. It's dry as fuck. Like, let's get over this shit. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Now, don't let my chipper demeanor fool you. I'm extremely cranky today, and I'll tell you why. It's because some of you may not know I'm in film school, and today was my graduation screening. So I sat through six hours of student films today. Do you guys have any idea what that's like? Like, do you have any idea what it's like to watch student films for six hours? No shade to my classmates. Because God knows the thing that I forced them to sit through today that I wrote was truly garbage. It was, it was like I wanted to, I wanted to jump off the roof of the mall that we were in. Oh, that's the other thing. We, it was in a mall. And I was so excited about this because earlier this week I had a, listen to this beautiful dream about American culture that I had. I had a dream that I was walking through a mall parking lot because I was on my way to perform at like a really nice comedy club. So like I I was performing at this comedy club, but I could only perform if I was able to walk through this mall parking lot. It was like Lawrence of Arabia, but in New Jersey. So I woke up the morning after that dream and I just, you know, couldn't stop thinking about malls. I was like, I would kill someone to be at the Freehold Raceway Mall right now. So like imagine my delight when I realized that my graduate screening today and tomorrow was held at... Like, the only mall in England, which I'm sure there are other malls. I just haven't seen them. So this mall is enormous. It's beautiful. It looks like the Newport Center Mall in Jersey City, which is the mall that I used to walk through on my commute to work every day, which was one of the best commutes of my life. Uh, I, I was in a mall all day long. So that part was cool. 
So that's what's been going on since 6 a.m. for me. It is now 8 p.m. I haven't even edited the episode yet. This week I said I'm going to record the intro before I do the edit because after I've done the edit, I'm usually, I have such low energy that the intro is just like me like hoisting myself up weekend at Bernie's style and forcing myself to form sentences and it like barely usually even works. So... So today I decided to mix it up and do the intro first while I have like a little bit of energy thanks to the vegan gluten-free brownie that I just ate. Speaking of which, I don't know if everyone knows this yet because I've been kind of good at keeping it secret, which everyone who knows me is probably laughing because they're like, what are you talking about? You talk about this all the time. I am on like a sober gluten-free vegan journey right now until my birthday which is December 29th because I'm turning 32 and I can't afford Botox so I was thinking the only way for me to actually look good on my 32nd birthday is if I like deprive myself of all alcohol uh meat and dairy products and eggs until my birthday so that's going poorly because I ate vegan ice cream and a gluten-free vegan brownie today like what's the point what's the point what is the point of being on a diet if you're gonna eat ice cream and a brownie but I just was so cranky and tired and I'm gonna be cranky and tired again tomorrow I didn't get to work out I was feeling like a real diva okay um I also after the screening went with a bunch of my friends to this bar called Weatherspoons if any of you are British, you're going to know what I'm talking about. This place is the ninth circle of hell. It's a British pub chain. The only way I can describe it to Americans is like, think of the oldest, saddest Applebee's you've ever seen. Like one that still has a cigarette vending machine in the lobby. Pretend that everybody working there is an extra from Oliver Twist. And you're almost getting to the level of desperation that is a Weatherspoons. I've set foot in about three Weatherspoons. They always have casino carpeting. They always have this really loud carpet that smells like vomit and cigarettes. It's crazy. They never really have any natural lighting. They never have windows. It feels kind of like a casino. So like I went there with my friends as I'm on my sober gluten-free vegan journey that they're just flagrantly ignoring. And I was sitting there and I was just like, all I really want while I'm sitting in this disgusting bar, I would love for someone to hook up an IV of cheese Whiz into my arm, pour a pint of Guinness over my head, and just like stuff shredded beef up my nose. Like that's how disgusting I felt. I was like, I've been, I haven't had a drink in almost three weeks. I haven't had any non-vegan gluten-free food in about two and a half or three months I was just gonna throw it all to the wind I was just gonna say you know what like turn me into Jabba the Hutt because I'm in this bar I am literally sitting inside the devil's sphincter right now everyone around me has a crazy accent and no teeth like what is the point of being alive I also had a really stupid outfit on um which you know I'm sure this happens to everyone else too I you know I went I left the house this morning I was like oh my god I'm Victoria Beckham like what am I doing I look amazing and then you know three hours into the screening I was like oh I look like such a fool I had like a snakeskin headband and I still can't really suss out the whole headband thing I know it's sort of a basic girl staple at this point but I thought you know the hair's dirty 
the the headband is a better option than the dirty hair today but I was wrong I looked like a fool all day you can see it on my Instagram stories if you want to laugh at me my face looked really bloated in the morning it's just not been like the best day ever for me but we are persevering and we're gonna get through this podcast this is gonna be a great podcast we're talking about Mariah Carey my guest is Joe Gunn You may know him from his Instagram memes, which are hilarious. He is a real British person, and yet he has like an encyclopedic knowledge of Real Housewives, and he is a Mariah Carey stan. He's part of the Lamely. He really, he knows his shit. He was such a pleasure to talk to. I have not edited the podcast yet, as I think I mentioned I'm pretty sure that I'm screaming over him the entire time, and I'm really sorry about that. I need to get a second microphone. So Santa, if you're listening, I need a second mic because I I just drown out all my guests. You know what I mean? I just, I have no chill. I can't shut up, especially when it's a British person. They're so reserved, and they, they're just trying to get along and just get through Brexit, and I'm over here screaming over them, like dropping F-bombs. I definitely said a few opinions. Some of them are a little stupid. But this is my new idea, guys. I want you guys, if you hear me say any opinion about any celebrity or any pop culture trend or sociological phenomenon on this podcast that you disagree with, I want you to email me at info at divabehavior.com or slide into my DMs and explain to me why you disagree and I will read it in the next week's intro because I want this to be a dialogue, guys. I want to hear what everybody else thinks. So please like chew me out. Let me hear it. Let me know if you think what I'm saying is bullshit. I want to read about it and I want to say it out loud on the podcast. So follow me at Molly Mulshine on all platforms. Follow Joe at JoeGun90 on Instagram and Twitter. And enjoy the podcast. Some people think Diva's a bitch. I never said that. Diva behavior. Great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> of course, I don't trust you. Diva behavior, the podcast. So I'm joined by Joe Gunn, who makes memes that I'm sure all of you have seen. Joe, thank you for coming. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great to have you. We're going to be talking mostly about Mariah Carey. Yes. And we planned this before we knew that Mariah was going to unilaterally declare November 1st the start of Christmas season. So what do you, do you prefer her like power ballads or her like cheeky, more R&B inflected, inflected stuff or? I mean, they're two different beasts. I mean, it just depends what I'm in the mood for. There's this song called um, Portrait on her last album, um, Caution, which is the last track. And a lot of people say that's really out of place because it's a ballad Mm -hmm. in this um, sort of... I'm I'm not a music person, but I guess it's more like experimental. Um, It was, um, yeah, more edgy kind of tracks. And then suddenly you've got Portrait at the end. But yeah, like I... uh, The Art of Letting Go literally was the soundtrack to my breakup. Do you know what I mean? So like a lot of her songs really resonate with me and... So I can dip in and out when I need that. When I need a ballad, when I want just some alone time, where I'm just in my feelings, I will put on like the art of letting go. Yeah. Um, but then equally, I'm not lying when I say she's a comedian. Like the um, touch my body, the line I will hunt you down. <laughs> like she, she she has a lot of fun with her music, and she's a songwriter, which which is crazy that a lot of people don't know that. I know. And she doesn't really get rewarded 
recognized that much as a songwriter. It's so crazy. Like, she wrote all of her... She's written, like, all of her music. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, she... I was watching this old interview with her and Barbara Walters, which, like, my go-to for watching old interviews is always Barbara Walters because mm-hmm. she always asks the shadiest questions. Like... She asks what everyone wants to know about, and it always comes across really bitchy, but I appreciate that she does it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, she... But in that interview, she says Tommy Mottola wrote all of Mariah's music. This was an interview in, like, 1998. It was very controlling, um, I guess. Um, And she talks about that a lot. I think it's E equals MC squared. She's got um, songs where she talks about that, and it's always seemed very dark. I've never really got into, like what exactly happened and stuff but it sounds very um un- like an unhealthy relationship yeah um so yeah we're we're all very happy that he's out of the picture for sure yeah um and she's just thriving and there we call her a skinny legend oh yeah i love that yeah it's the best she is skinny <laughs> she no she like genuinely is skinny yeah um so a lot of um, I don't know whether she switched up on meds but there was a very distinct shift when she was like um, there was these unflattering photos of her and Mm -hmm. then suddenly she's just snatched and I don't know and she's been through a lot and I feel like that resonates with me she um, came out with her bipolar that Mm -hmm. um, in was last year yeah, but she said she's been diagnosed with it since 2001, I believe. And I don't know, mental health is something that's um, close to my heart. So I respected that she came out and talked about that. Yeah, um, love that. Yeah, I'm just a huge Mariah Carey fan. I know, she's just the best. She has so many layers to her. Like, there's the songwriter aspect. There's the singing. Mm-hmm. There's the... Um, the memes. The memes. She posted my... I don't mean to brag, but she, I was... I couldn't believe it. And when she did... Oh, my God. messaged me saying she posted something that I made. Which meme? It was... Um, it was something sort of like when you get an email in on Friday at 4.59pm. And it's just her going... I don't know if you're familiar with the latest album, but it's a song called No No. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a no no. Yeah, and it's just, a, yeah, anyway, a clip of that, but yeah. Oh my god, and she reposted um, it? Yeah, that's insane. That is insane. Do I you think, yeah, that's so cool. Did she tag you? No, <laughs> which I kind of I was like, yeah, I deserve not to be tagged queen. Like. <laughs> Gemma Collins reposted one of my memes once and didn't tag me. Stop it. Or wait, or maybe it was Bobby, it was Bobby Norris, and I like DM'd him like 30 times and I was like, can you, tag me? Can you tag me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love him. I love him. Um, that's awesome that she reposted your meme. I can't believe it. Why do you think? What do you think makes her so good at? Because okay, do you think she uses social media much? And yeah. if so, or if not, like, how do you think she has managed to stay so relevant in terms of meme culture? Like, how does she do it? I feel like she has people on her team that guide her towards like the latest trend, latest like it's one of the most quickly watched videos on Twitter um, I'm sure you're familiar the bottle top challenge where everyone was like kicking it off oh, and yeah. she flipped it and did it with her like her whistle tone um, so I feel like she has people that show her things like hey this is something we can we can jump on um, and uh, but I think she I don't know I can hear it's her voice behind the tweets you know mm-hmm. 
Um, Even if she has some sort of intermediary, it's definitely like she's looking yeah, at stuff. Yeah, or at least she is the last person to sign off on it. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading this really shady opinion piece that The Sun wrote, uh, The Sun published like two years ago about how she, it was like, I think I have it on my computer right now. I feel like you have so much more research than me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, <laughs> no, I, please. I no, need... Someone that knows what they're talking about. I was really scared that I wasn't going to know enough stuff, so I just read a bunch of articles. This, So this headline in The Sun is called From Diva to Disaster, How Mariah Carey Went from Ruling the Music World to Being the Biggest Laughing Stock in the Industry. So there was a list. Was it by a man? Yeah. Oh, of course, Dan was. (laughs) Who is he? Do I know his um, name? Absolutely vile. Yeah, he's... um... He says in it that he had a, a photo with her. He makes fun of her for having a private lighting crew, which we've been over this on this podcast before. Who the fuck wouldn't? Mm-hmm. Like, who would not have a lighting crew if you can afford oh my it? God, at all times. Yeah, and look how pretty she is there. I mean, imagine, imagine writing this article. I know. Imagine setting the time in your working day to look sit down her. and just. Even when she's in a little bit of, like, a mess situation. Like, this is when she's dating Brian Tanaka and she had the reality show and everyone was saying... Mariah's world, yeah, the Stella era. We call it the Stella era. Right, that's what I was going to ask you. Where is Stella now? Is she gone? I don't know. I feel like she might be caught up in the mob or something. (laughs) She always seems like a really shady character. Yeah, she... So, like, this said that Stella's daughter was posting photos of Mariah. Yeah, that's when Stella's 11-year-old was in charge of her social media. It was... No, we, we didn't like... It was a very... Do- I'm grateful we got the reality... The, or Mariah called it the documentary. <laughs> yeah. Out of it. But, um, yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't great. And, but one of the good things that came out of it is that she met Brian. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think they're just lovely together. Are they still dating? Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize. No, they are. That's good. This is our second week in a row that we have a a woman who likes a younger man because we talked about Demi, Demi last yeah, week. Yeah, halfway through that. Um, oh, well, thank you for listening. It's a long <laughs> of one. Um, yeah, I. So let's go through the timeline, sort of, of Mariah's like peaks and valleys. Okay, let's do it. Tell me. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I think you're probably going to know more than I'm going to know. Because I basically just, you know, watched a few YouTube videos on the elliptical and I'm going off of like my institutional knowledge, which is not much. So she starts out, she gives Tommy Mottola a demo tape at a party. She met him by chance at a party in New York. And he's like, I'm going to make her a star. He's the president of Sony for our listeners if they didn't know this. So they get married. He helps her with her first five albums. She still wrote all the music. Like, despite what Barbara Walters said, obviously. Like, she is, she was writing all the music. It's her talent. But then this started this sort of sexist narrative in the industry that he created her. Mm. So then they finally get a divorce after her first five albums, which were all number one. She's Mm -hmm. the only solo artist with more number ones than Elvis, right? Preach. Like, she's fucking crazy. But so, they -hmm. break up. She she starts to do, like, a soul R&B Re, like makeover with like Busta Rhymes collabs and Old Dirty Bastard and she's dressing more sexy and of course in that first Barbara Walters interview Barbara's like why are you dressing so sexy like as if it's this huge deal which is so funny because that would never happen today and then I guess she was just sort of coasting doing really well for a while and then the Nick Cannon marriage right? Yeah Um. I mean we got two beautiful children out of that one yes um 
I don't know much about Nick. Yeah, me neither. Um, he hit the jackpot, huh? Yeah. Because <laughs> I guess, um, I don't know if they did a prenup situation, but I guess he probably cleaned Ooh, up really good. Probably. She's worth half a billion dollars. One of my favorite stories about Mariah is, um, is it the, the Australian guy she was engaged to? She, she successfully sued him for wasting her time. Oh my God, she did? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's fast forward. So she marries Nick. They right, have... yeah, they have these... Um, the twins, the Rock babies, and Ro, yeah, dem babies. Then they got a divorce. They seem to be on still good terms. Are they? Really? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Why am I here? <laughs> um, no, no, it's no. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, but so then she's engaged to this Australian billionaire. Oh, it was for like, it was for like seven months. I don't know. Yeah. They got engaged in the January. Um, this is twenty sixteen. And then I, by the end of the year, they were definitely up because they had, she had this single called I Don't. Oh my God, did uh, she? Which I could, obviously the wedding, and she burned her actual wedding dress in the video. Oh <laughs> my like, God, that's take. amazing. And obviously that's a, a flip on I Do in the wedding vows. And obviously she's famous for her quote, I don't know her, talking about Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she could be shady. So she said that she never... Well, word on the street is she never slept with the billionaire. Right. Okay. She said they had separate bedrooms. Well, she she refused to confirm or deny the separate bedrooms, but, like, she let it be known. She clearly let her people spread the word that, like, she was saving herself for him, which I'm like, <laughs> if that's what it takes to get a billionaire on the hook, then, like, let's try it. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I don't understand. You want to see what's going on yeah before you walk down the aisle right yeah you don't want like a train of do <laughs> I do situation. agree I, I feel like I if I do get into a relationship I I feel like separate bedrooms is quite an appealing idea to me I think it's probably like the key to yeah a long marriage for sure I think more people do it than will admit it because it's just you can't sleep in my own space I'm such a I like how Mariah's been sort of putting on a fake British accent for the last like ten years or so. When she, whenever she gets a question that she doesn't want to fully answer, does she do that as well? I know Britney does it a lot. Oh, and obviously we've got Madonna with her mishmash accent. Oh yeah, I love that. It's such a yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. She does it too, huh? So she was with the billionaire. So what? How did she sue? She sued him for for wasting her time. Um, I, there's probably a, definitely a more legal term for that. She got five million dollars, <laughs> <laughs> which she, is a, a drop in the ocean for a billionaire. But yeah, it's still so. Unfair. I guess it's probably the uh, it's the principle of this of the thing. Oh my god! And she kept the ten million dollar engagement ring. So she she's had like mental health stuff in between mm. all of the highs that she's had. So I yeah I agree I think that's really great that she's open about it and I've come through and much yeah. like I obviously I'm a huge Britney Spears fan and she's had very public struggles that we all know about and um, so I see like Britney Spears like she's such an inspiration to me yeah um, of getting through it even in your darkest days at rock bottom. Um, you know, you can look to these people um, as a light at the end of the tunnel, uh, which I think is 
quite comforting. Yeah. And it's great that sort of the media is starting starting to cover it in that way as well. Whereas, like, I have really vivid memories of Mariah being, like, targeted by Perez Hilton during the days when she was having Talk a about rough... about Dan Wotton, that's another one. Yeah. Trash. Just when you, when she was having, whenever she was having a rough time, like, he would be making fun of her and... And same thing with Brittany, same thing with, like, Demi, and so many women who have struggled with their mental health, whereas now it seems like he, in, even Perez Hilton, whenever something like that is going on, he will at least not overtly mock someone who's going through something. Like, he sort of tries to play a little bit more of a middle-of-the-road kind of mm. thing. But what do you think Being about... a decent human being and not, like drawing calm on people's faces. I know. Remember when you used to do that? And that was just... I kind of loved that. <laughs> Did you, Molly? Yeah. I kind of like... Okay. I I feel like right now we're at this place where we're being a little too easy on celebrities. Yeah. Like, not cele- any celebrity is going clearly through a mental health thing. Like, yes, we should always be handling that with kid gloves mm. because... It has an impact on them and an impact on other on real people with mental health issues, mm. you know. But like, I just feel like in general right now, celebrities can claim they're being bullied if someone like doesn't like their outfit, you know. And people are sort of like letting them say that. And I don't know. I I miss a little tiny bit the like snarky gawker days. You're like fucking snowflake. Yeah. Am I gonna look over and see a Daily Mail like on your table? Oh my god, no. <laughs> no, you're not gonna see it physically, but <laughs> you got the app. <laughs> you're gonna see it in my browser history for sure. But listen, as long as it's just a showbiz section. Yeah. So like... <laughs> exactly. And they write really good viral trash stuff sometimes, mm. like about like anti vaxxers and stuff. I like to keep up with what the anti vaxxers are doing. What do you think about how Britney's doing right now? She is doing amazing, sweetie. Next question. <laughs> really? You think? Um, I um, What is she doing right now? A lot of times I just sit and think to myself, what is Brittany doing right now? Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of the time she is just working out. She is working out a lot <laughs> in fast motion. Yeah. I with like, like a um, Latin dance track in the background. Yeah. She loves sharing that with us and. It's just so hard. Like I try to avoid her Instagram because, you do? yeah, because yeah. it it just doesn't seem like she's fully okay right now. So I hate looking at. It makes me sad, you know. Mm. Like I and I I just don't know if her dad has her best interests at heart. And then I don't know if her mom and her sister, when they comment on it, if they are the ones that we should trust. I just feel like I can't figure it out. The whole situation. It's a whole. Thing. Um, I feel like she's I feel like she's very much stronger than a lot of people give her credit for mm-hmm. um, I think she sees Instagram as a way to connect with her fans and post whatever the fuck she wants she definitely has full control back of her account um, versus the, the beginning of this year where it was um, her dad well she was out of action for three months and um it was the whole thing. Where is Britney? What's going on? Mm-hmm. There was, um, um, yeah, this whole free Britney movement, of course. Um, yeah, that was really interesting because people were saying she's not taking her bipolar medication. And 
some people were like, she shouldn't have to take it. And it's like, no, like if you're bipolar, you take your lithium, please. Yeah. yeah. Like you, that's not something to mess around with. Yeah. Um, listen, I don't know. Yeah. I, we're not doctors. I'm merely a stan, but I honestly think she's obviously we want her to get out of this conservatorship. Yeah. Conservatorship. I don't know how to say it either. Yeah. <laughs> um, and For we, people who might not know, her dad is her conservator. So legally, he's in charge of basically every decision mm-hmm. in her life. It's as mm-hmm. if she is a minor, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. Um, and I guess they keep scheduling these court dates where she has to prove that she can take care of things herself. And um, I'm sure it's all extremely complicated. But I think she's keeping... Honestly, I wasn't kidding when she's just working out all the time. I feel that's her way of channeling her energy into that, keeping focused. Um, she's got a really fit boyfriend. Um, mm-hmm. She's got two beautiful kids and they're like so pure. And I don't know, she's just so unproblematic and so pure. Um, I don't know. She's, we just need to protect her at all costs and... She is unproblematic she, and pure. Yeah, think about it. She's literally the most pure soul. Yeah. I feel like she doesn't want to be famous. Not that she doesn't want to be famous anymore. I feel like she wants to be a mom and try on her shoes and post to Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, let's She's just... little fashion shows for us. Yeah. And... I just hope that no one's making her perform if she doesn't want to. Because sometimes I wonder if she actually wants to be doing the performance aspect of it well it's literally been over a year now since she's been performing oh yeah, yeah her residency yeah, is over yeah That's i mean good. she's gonna reboot it as this new residency and then that fell through for whatever reason who knows yeah um, but yeah she can take as much time as she wants um a lot of us like always just assume that's going to be her last ever thing. Like she's retired now, and yeah. it's just a bonus whenever she comes out and does a performance or makes new music. And yeah, yeah, there's tons of podcasts about it and stuff. Um, if people want to get into it, but um, yeah, I think she deserves her time off for sure. Also, with the housewives, I wanted to ask you about that because so many of your memes are like the best housewives memes. Oh, thank you, Molly. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> they're so good. Like, you have the best clips so that you find. No, they're amazing. <laughs> so how did, like, the housewives get on your radar? Um, I think it's quite embarrassing that I only relatively recently got into it, into it. I feel like I was listening to recaps um, um, before I even started watching it. So I was familiar with the names of the housewives um, before I even sat down and said, okay, I'm committing to this. I'm going to start watching The Real Housewives. Like, Leslie Grossman used to recap it with her friend Ed on YouTube. I used to watch that. Um, I feel like it was probably um, three years ago, maybe, that I really dived into it. Again, it was kind of... Actually, a lot of people, just from the podcast I've listened to and, like, um, interacting with the Bravo community yeah a lot of people find housewives on reality tv in a darker time of their lives like casey wilson who does the bitch sesh podcast Mm -hmm. i feel like she first started watching oc when she was i think her mom had died like she was a dark time she was fully depressed um i feel like mine was um again probably during my breakup and i just wanted to escape yeah okay tell me about your life and what and 
let me get invested in all these people. And um, yeah, and and then it's um, half the fun is connecting with the community of people who watch it. Um, a lot of a lot of us are like really um, funny and smart. And, yeah. Um, Why do you think that is that the community for Housewives is so? hilarious like because it really is I don't know because like I feel like you start off watching it sort of ironically and then it's funny how not ironic we watch it now and how seriously we take it yeah like remember Leslie Grossman saying oh this is not a game (laughs) (laughs) I just love her so much um what's your favorite franchise obviously New York um, yeah Melbourne is close second even if it's a, a tie um, oh, season four. Um, is I've never seen the next year. I thoroughly recommend it. Okay. A lot of people don't consider it canon because it's not um, the reunion isn't presented by Andy Cohen, but it's still a, a, very much a Real Housewives. Okay, um, yeah. Franchise. Um, Potomac is like Rony level good. Um, okay. I'm, I'm very excited for New Jersey and. Having Atlanta back over the weekend was just like a breath of fresh. I yeah. Just, um... I only watched New York and New Jersey and I really mostly have fallen off with both of them and I'm trying to get back into it right now. Like right now I'm re-watching New Jersey. I'm in season two with like Danielle treat. Staub at her like evil peak. She's crazy. Okay, I've got a podcast you need to do because they're actually currently recapping season two. It's oh, crazy really? that you actually start to watch it. Yeah, I'll tell you. It's, and then you've got to listen to that. Um, yeah, no, that's a, definitely a good season. Yeah. Um, that is one of the um, iconic moments that the house was on the map was the table flip at the end yeah. of season one. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely recommend Dallas. I'm encouraging anyone I talk to to watch Dallas because... And the viewing figures aren't great, and it's yeah. just um, it's perplexing to us Bravo fans because it's so good. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a Dallas. That's crazy to me because it's in its like fourth season now. Ugh, I need to. Um, well, what? So much gold on Dallas. If you don't have so for our American listeners, obviously Bravo does not exist. Well, not obvious, but Bravo doesn't exist in the UK. So if you don't have Hey You, what channel do you watch it on? Pre Hey You. Um, I would um, get it illegally. I would just okay. get um, torrents and streaming stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone just uses Hey You. Um, I guess some people might watch on my TVB, but it's literally like they'll have a trailer for the new season and it's like two seasons old. You've still got yeah. Yolanda like, talking about her Lyme disease on Beverly Hills and it's like they're making out this is brand new. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Lyme disease <laughs> plot line. Yeah. What a weird thing to, like, hang your hat on. Mm, I feel like it sounds bad, but I feel like she loves being sick. Like, yeah, there's a little <laughs> bit of Munchausen syndrome in there. Wow, okay, Lisa Renna, you, you say it. <laughs> oh, did she say that too? She, she's the one that brought it up. Yeah, I feel like that's a thing. I mean, I probably have it. I think I'm allergic to, like, every food, you know? like. Oh, <laughs> I used to walk around with an ace bandage on my wrist when I was little, when I had no injuries. A what? A ace? An ace bandage. It's like a bandage that you wrap around your wrist. For like sprains. Yeah. Yeah. I did. used to just, walk did around you just with... just do it for attention? Yeah. <laughs> that was... That's very me. <laughs> an ace bandage was like the podcast of 1995. <laughs> that was the... 
Everyone has one. How to get how to get attention with did minimal you effort. It, during Kabbalah, did you also put like a string around your oh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, I had the red just string. To feel like you were included. Like, I had the red string. Uh, this is people are going to be pissed. I don't oh. care. I had the red string because I was trying to not eat and uh, and like I read. Oh, yeah, I read in Us Weekly. I mean, it didn't work. I still ate. So you did it really tight, and then you wait till it gets looser, and that's no, the no. ideal way. No, no. They said in Us Weekly. I was reading like this was at the time when all of the um, this comes up like every week, but this this was at the time when like Mary Kate Olsen and Nicole Richie were like on ketamine. To, <laughs> I'm putting that in quotes to lose weight. Allegedly, allegedly on ketamine. Provided by what's her face, the stylist. Who was that celebrity stylist? Rachel yeah, Zoe. So, yeah, Rachel Zoe. Saying, saying, saying. And then they were saying like Mary Kate Olsen was photographed with a red string around her wrist, which was supposed to be for Kabbalah. But then they were like, it's an anorexia bracelet. Like she oh, looked. No idea. Yeah, they were like, she looks at it and it reminds her not to eat. So like me and my friend were like, oh my god, good idea. Like. So- so we both got red strings and wore them around our wrists. It didn't work, though. Wow. Yeah. This is like pre-mental health awareness America. We were like, anorexia has goals. <laughs> but. I, I don't know what to say. I know. I mean, I went I went to theater school and, like, you'd have the girls that were, like, eating tissue paper just to make themselves feel full. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. These girls that very... And, Let's say it was girls, like, um, very obviously had eating disorders. Yeah, what a time. Yeah. That was, like, the worst era, I think, for, like, the female body. was, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. It was all about, like, if you are... If your BMI is over 20, you are a fat ass. Like, it was awful. Like, even with Mariah, she went through that shit. Like... She gained, she would, she's never been overweight. Like maybe when she was pregnant because she was pregnant, she could be like classed as overweight. But like she had, she has gone through so much shit with her weight and everything. Oh, misogyny. Yeah. It sucks. I, on the topic of like double standards for Mariah, um, I found it really interesting. I was watching a interview again with Barbara Walters where she was like, Talking about Tommy Mottola, and she said, Do you think? Because he was, Mariah was 19, he was what, 40 when they started dating. Okay. And Barbara Walters said, Do you think you were looking for a father figure? And she's like making Mariah so uncomfortable sitting there having to like think about if she wanted to fuck her dad. And I'm like, No one ever asks guys if they were looking for a daughter figure when they're dating like a 20 year old. That's so true. You know? Fucking Barbara. I've got to read that book though. Um, about the view. What is it called? Oh, Ladies um, Who Punch. Yes. I know. I want to. I want to read that. Read it. Um. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's just like she wasn't looking for a father figure. I don't think. I think she was looking for stability and a career. And also, mm. I think they were probably actually in love. Yeah. I mean, my parents have a seventeen-year age age gap. Um. I don't know. Just growing that out there. Yeah, my mum does have daddy issues. But I to think about it, but, um, <laughs> but now she's in her fifties. She's sleeping with people younger than my youngest brother. So like, I'm just, yeah, it's not like a daddy issues thing. This is a thing. I feel like a lot of the time, women who date older guys later on date younger guys. Okay, I think it's cool. May December, 
Yeah, like Mariah did that. December Met, yeah. Nick Cannon was younger. Mm. Oh my goodness, yeah. Brian Tanaka is younger, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, in that same interview, Barbara Walters was basically... What did she say? She, <laughs> she, she was basically like making Mariah convince the world or prove to the world that Tommy Mottola was controlling like so leading questions yeah like, yeah, like in court you'd be you'd be stopped from saying that because you're leading them to yeah, say something yeah it was basically like today I think if that interview took place she would have ta- you would take Mariah's word for it like if a woman says I was in an emotionally abusive controlling relationship you're gonna believe them even when like Especially since Mariah has other good things to say about him, too. But she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was a controlling bad relationship. We get along now, but it wasn't good. And Barbara Walters sort of implies that no one believes her. Do you know what I mean? It's such a bummer. But Such a bummer. Yeah. When was this? 2000? 1998, yeah. I think. So. I don't know what to say. We just, uh, I hope that the world changes. Yeah, we're just mad at Barbara, I guess. Yeah. It's not Barbara's fault. Mariah also released these. This <laughs> did you see this? She released an Amazon list of Christmas must-haves. My favorite things. Do you love Christmas? I'm not like a Christmas stan. Like it's a nice to to get the family together, and I've always said it's kind of like a glorified Sunday roast. Yeah, like I as a kid, it's magical and and yeah. Um, but, but no, I'm not like, not like Mariah like, level. I'm not like a Christmas gay. Like there are Christmas gays and like Disney gays. Like I'm not. <laughs> are there Christmas gays? Christmas. I, I guess a Christmas gay is just the same as a Christmas person. But like, I feel like I love I say, that. Oh, he's a Christmas gay. Like he's like you know. That's so. Only funny. 300 days till Christmas. It's like oh my god, shut up. Oh my god, I love that. Um, you... But I yeah, I do. Obviously, I love um, all of them for Christmas is you. Yeah, it's so good. She's made $60 million just in residuals since that was released. $60 million. That's a fact I saw thrown out the other day. However true it is. Sounds true, right? Yeah, 100%. Oh, she doesn't have to work a day in her life. I know. Which is why like, we're so grateful that she does. Oh, she... Feeds she, us. <laughs> yes, she blesses us every time she walks out the door. That's mm. for and sure. And those kids seem so down, just like Britney's kids. They seem so cool and down to earth. Yeah, they're cute. How old are they now? Do you know? I feel like they've got to be 10. Yeah. They had, uh, I saw like the first time they Eight. were ever on TV. She dressed them up so much. She, I love how she played fantasy in the delivery room when they were being born. <laughs> um, It was C-section, right? So I guess. Oh, were Yeah. They? I don't know. Either way, she wanted to have yeah. music to be the first thing they <laughs> And she played the live version so they could hear the audience cheering. Yeah, She said that I'm was... I'm loving all of these fucks that you're giving me today. And people said that was diva behavior. I was like, no, it's not. Like, people... I guess it is. But people... I think a lot of people do that, right? Like, put on certain music in the delivery room. From your world tour. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a little over the top. That, it does sound like diva behavior, and um, I fully support it. Yeah. When do you think she... So, obviously, she started being accused of being a diva at some point. And I can't nail down exactly when that was. But, like... So, there were always stories of um, her rider was always, um, I want everything draped in white. Mm -hmm. Um, I want 
uh, a basket of puppies and I want um, lilies everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Um, I don't know whether smoke this fire. Maybe she did, or maybe it was just one time where she was just feeling extravagant. Um, yeah. But yeah, there I think was... Madonna is more of a. I don't know. Diva has negative connotations, like you're a massive bitch. Again, it's misogynistic. Right. Um, Yeah. But yeah. I saw this thing that she was on. I had never heard of this movie that Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler did. It was called, I have it right here. It's called The House. Like, this movie clearly didn't need to exist. And they had, (laughs) (laughs) they had Mariah doing a um, cameo in it. And he talked about what a nightmare she was. She insisted on her trailer being filled with stuffed lambs. Yeah. Which is hilarious. And she was late all the time. She They like gave her the script and she was like, I don't want to do that scene. And they were like, what are you talking about? You already said you would do that scene. And all this stuff. Wait, is it, this is um, her as Mariah in the film, right? It's, no, this is oh, talking what about her literally happened. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's so funny. I don't know if she ended up actually um, being in the film at all because I've, like I said, never heard of this film, mm-hmm. which is crazy because it's got... I love Amy Poehler. You do or you don't? Oh, I do. Oh, yeah, me too. I thought you said I don't love Amy Poehler. Um, I was watching like a compilation of the Saturn SNL women. Like, Oh, they were so good. I find women so much more funnier than men. Me too. And I, I don't get when people... Like, say the otherwise. Um, yeah, just hilarious. There was a BBC article that they actually published last week about how a recent study showed that men are better at writing jokes than women. And it pissed me off so much. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, first of all, if men are good at writing jokes, it's because they feel like they need to do that to get laid. Which means that women have better taste in comedy and men have terrible taste in comedy. Points for men. Do you know really? what I mean? Wow, I never thought about it like that. Because the thing is with women, it's like if you're looking, if you're a woman and your main goal in life is to like get a good mate, you're not going to work on your sense of humor because men don't give a shit. Like they are too mm. shallow to care mm. about that. So like if men are considered by this study to be better at writing jokes, it's because of their own like lack of skills in other departments like I listen to po- I, I love podcasts I listen to podcasts um, by comedians and there's this term called chuckle fucker where it's yeah. just but it's only women who will have sex with a man as long as they're a comedian they could be so ugly or whatever you know they could be the worst person ever but they just want to have sex with them but it's never the other way around never like, the women don't get laid for being funny it's, yeah um, but yeah no I uh, I'd never sit down and watch, like, a comedy special of a man. Unless they're like, this sounds so bad. Like, I find gays funny. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I need a feminine energy there. Like, it's true, yeah, though. Yeah. I do like a lot of... I like a few male comics, but... Like Alan Carr. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if you're watching Drag Race UK, but he's hysterical. No, I'm going he's, to, though. But please do. I know. It's a I, treat. I need to set some time aside to watch it's UK weird. Drag Race. It's nothing like US Drag Race. Really? How's it different? It's, um, uh, I feel like, uh, the, obviously, the British sense of humour is different to the American sense of humour. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a lower budget, which I like. 
um, it just, um, yeah, different character. I don't know. I guess more the sense of humour. But RuPaul still, of course, laughs along as if he understands what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, give it a go. I'm going to watch it for sure. I, yeah, drag queens are often so much funnier than even real stand-up comics, and I say that as a comic. Like, I watch RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'm like, oh my god, I will never be as funny as these people, you know? Like, yeah. it's just so much better. But, yeah, I feel like also a big trend in, like, straight male comics lately has been, like, freaking out about outrage culture, and it's so boring to me to hear mm. these guys talk about this, because... You come up with something else. Yeah, like, even with... Like, I love Bill Burr, usually. And in his last special, he talked about how, like, everyone is overly sensitive and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, people have always been overly sensitive. Like, it's not... And it's not overly sensitive. It's like, people don't have to like jokes they don't like. You know what Mm. I mean? Like, it's Mm. fine. But, yeah, I just find it so much more interesting when people are just making jokes and not, like, whining about the culture around it. Absolutely. But also, I've got, to see, I've got to see your stuff. Do you have videos online of your? Yeah, I have one that I send around to. Like a type five. Yeah, I. <laughs> I'm like, oh, lingo. <laughs> Someone did a stand up course once. Someone Someone's like... seen the marvelous Mrs. Yeah. Basil. <laughs> <laughs> it actually happened. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a, I, I have like a bad video that I send around just to get booked. But I need to get a better one because I need to start trying to get booked on better stuff. Yeah. But it's just hard because, like, my cell phone videos come out so shitty and, I don't know, I'm working on it. It's always a struggle to, like, get a good video done, you know? Did you do the friend? Do you do the friend? No, I'm going to. Yes, do it. Yeah. Hard work, but... Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely going to try to do it this year. Um, I was... I think I'm going to try to do Edinburgh for sure, but I might try to do Brighton first. Oh, cool. Because I've heard it costs a little bit less, and yeah. it's a little bit less, like, competition and everything, but I definitely want to do both. Nice. But, yeah. I'm going to do, like, a diva behavior show. Like, I'm going to put together a show about divas. I've been trying to figure out what the format's going to be and everything, but... Um, oh, perfect. Yeah. It's interesting, because, like, I find that the stand-up here in London is so different from New York because people a lot of the time are working toward a fringe show. So it's a lot more storytelling here. It's a lot more character work, weirdly. Yeah. And just weird performance art kind of stuff, which you would see in LA more than New York. But whereas in New York, it's just like savage, super edgy jokes, you know? Right. So it's weird. It's like, it really is different. Is it still a small world, though? Like, you see a lot of the same faces. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh. Yeah, it's... There's a lot of people that... I feel like there's more people that do it in London, maybe, than New York. But I don't know, because it's been so long since I was doing, like, the open mic circuit on a weekly basis mm. in New York. So I... It's been, like, you know, probably two years. So it might be different. Sorry, tangent. I'll just start interviewing you. No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. But mm. but yeah, I agree that women are funnier than men. I'm glad we. I'm glad. And Mariah we... Carey is one of them. There, I circled back. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. So, what's like your favorite Mariah diva moment or moments? Mm. Well, the the suing her ex Beyonce is definitely way up there mm-hmm. um, as a 
I guess that's kind of diva-ish if, if you kind of think it's like a empowered woman yeah um, and getting her due right and it's also diva-ish because it is a little ridiculous yeah no like, it's crazy and it's a it's a good headline and we have a whole list she has a feud with Madonna are they still in a feud I don't know she was asked in 1995 about Madonna and she said I'd rather kill myself then oh madonna said i'd rather kill myself than sing like mariah carey and mariah carey said i really haven't paid attention to madonna since i was in seventh or eighth grade when she used to be popular so i didn't hear that no no that's great she went on total request live trl with carson daly i don't know exactly what it is but it's really interesting that it shows up on the diva moments. She was having a manic episode. Slideshow, exactly. This is something... Looking back now, that's what it was. Yeah. It's mania. This is a pattern that I find with so many famous women that when they're having some sort of mental health struggle or drug addiction struggle, they are painted as divas when if you just scratch the surface a little bit, you'd be like, oh, this is a person who's sort of in turmoil right Mm. now. Like with Faye Dunaway, she has been doing... Like, I don't want to use the word crazy because it's stigmatizing, but she's been doing crazy shit. Um, Like, she was in a play a few months ago, and she was, like, abusing people. And all of, like, I have a diva behavior Google alert, and it was, like... she fired? Yeah, I think she got fired. (laughs) And the diva, the Google alert was blowing up, like, Faye Dunaway, diva behavior. She, like, slapped a guy who works for her. And I was, like, that's not diva behavior. That's, like, Uh assault. Like, (laughs) someone needs to check on her and him, like... It's weird to minimize it and just be like, this lady's a brat, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess I was just, like, um, being fed what was missing. I've always just thought of her as a bit of a um, a bad pet, like a monster. But I guess, Dunway, and yeah, under yeah. The, yeah, if you um, look deeper, she's probably struggling, God bless. Yeah, not, yeah. And she's, like, 80. She's got to be in her 80s. Right. So she's, you know, stuff starts to come loose at that point. <laughs> So Mariah, oh, this Cribs episode. Oh my God, iconic. Remember when she went on Cribs? Mm -hmm. How many, so she went in this tub in a full (laughs) bath towel. I remember seeing that episode of Cribs like in real time when it was on and seeing her walk on the stair climber in her stilettos. And she's like throwing her like ball, exercise ball around. Yeah. And I always remember she's like, I'm just going to slip into something a bit more festive. <laughs> yeah. And I remember feeling like this is a big deal. This episode of this TV show is going to be a We thing. are watching history right yeah. now. Yeah. This is my, like, yeah. storming the troops at Normandy. sake. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that was great. I loved that Cribs. I miss Cribs so much. Do you think people... Well, like- I think the new Cribs is the um, house tours, right? The, on, it's not Vogue. It's Archit- Architectural Digest. Yeah. yeah. It's just and, not and as fun. And the 73 Questions. It's, yeah, it's definitely more... Um, oh, yeah. Planned. I love 73 Questions. Yeah, I love it and hate it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of cringe. It's so robotic and, like, uncanny valley. You saw Liv Tyler's Architectural Digest. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to go to my attic. So this is my attic. <laughs> It was so weird. They had to know how weird it was when they were shooting and editing it. I just think she's a kook. Like, yeah. At first I was like, how much... Yeah, I was like, how much Xanax is she on? Right. But then I was yeah. like, you know what? She's like a rich, famous daughter of a celebrity. Yeah. She's probably just weird. Yeah. Like, in a great way. 
Wow, what a great headspace to be in. I know. <laughs> and I liked her apartment. It was a brownstone in Brooklyn, right? Mm. See, now this is a good example. This next item on the in diva list. She demanded 60 humidifiers to protect her voice and an extra suite to use as a wardrobe on a trip to London. This that to me is... reasonable. Yes, this is a perfect example of something that... craft? Yeah. A man would do this and people would be like, oh shit, yeah, we need to bend yeah, over backwards. He's a, he's a genius. We need to accommodate to all of it, you know. Right. Like, and she gets called a diva for it. Um, I love when she denies knowing Jennifer Lopez. Mm -hmm. So the whole story behind their feud, obviously the I don't know her for our listeners, the iconic I don't know her meme stems from Mariah saying that about J-Lo. And the reason why she hated J-Lo is because after her divorce from Tommy Mottola, Tommy Mottola was still the president of Sony Records, obviously, and he... Mariah was supposed to release a collaboration with, I think it was a collaboration with Buster Rhymes. And um, Tommy Mottola moved things around so that J-Lo's collab with Buster Rhymes came out first. And it screwed Mariah's entire schedule up. So petty. Yeah. Vindictive. Yeah. So, like, her feud with J-Lo is rooted in, like, shitty manipulation tactics that like Tommy Mottola was using just to screw her over. So it's more the bloke getting in between two women and turning them against each other. Yeah. yeah. Like, who knows if J-Lo knew? I don't know. Maybe she did, because she did, she's updated it by saying she still doesn't know her. Was that last year or two years ago? On, yeah. Yeah, on What Shall Happens. And so I don't know whether there's more to it. Yeah. Whether Jayla was a bit more involved. It's interesting because, to me, I don't even see them as peers. You know? Like, they're so different. No, and Jayla actually knows that she can't sing as well, which is quite funny. Yeah. Um, Like, she laughs about it. Um, No, they're not. Like, it's kind of that that Naomi Campbell meme. Like, you're not on my level, Nicole. You never will be on my level. Yeah. Um, No, I don't think they're peers. Yeah, like they don't even compete, I feel. Jayla's a dancer and an actor. Mariah gave it a go, um, Justice for Glitter. Mm-hmm. I like that Mariah Carey's actually embracing glitter now. Yes. Like on her tour, she had a glitter, on her last tour, she had a glitter segment, you know. Um, and she admits that it's campy. Yeah. And she's like, it's so bad, it's good. Like, she's come full circle, I feel like. It's just a really unfortunate release day. Yes. For our listeners who don't know, Glitter was released on 9-11. Yeah. There's this (laughs) kind of famous photo in the LAM community of, like, this billboard of Glitter with this thing. The Twin Towers burning. Burning down in the background and Mariah Carey's just, like, laughing on the Glitter. I saw a gif of that the other day for the first time ever. And I was like, this is too good to be (laughs) true. Like, this gif is too good to be true. Who shot that? (laughs) That's history. It is history. It really is. Um, I tried to watch Glitter. You tried. I couldn't even get through it. And I was, like, 14 when I tried. And I was just like, I would love to give it another shot, though. Have you seen it? Yeah, I actually haven't. Why am I here? (laughs) I actually haven't. Um, But I could just appreciate it as campus tits and... I would probably watch it and appreciate it the same way as I appreciate um, burlesque. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed burlesque. Just or like, just so bad. like Coyote Ugly. <laughs> right. I loved Coyote Ugly so much. 
But also on the topic of peers of Mariah. Yes. I was watching, I was trying to find stuff to make memes out of to no avail this weekend. And somehow I... Story of my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all of a sudden five hours have gone by and I'm I... am suddenly not funny anymore. It's <laughs> never going to happen again. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so painful. Um, I... But I I was stumbling on all this old footage from the VH1 Divas concerts. Mm. Do you remember those? The Divas Live. Yeah. Um, I've seen clips. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure there's some good stuff in there. So what I was th- so those for anyone who doesn't know, it was these long like TV events on VH1 where they would assemble all of the divas of that were active at that time, like Mariah, Aretha Franklin, Celine Dion. I mean, when one. you think about it, it's just. Cry. Like, that's right. incredible. That roster. Yeah. So I was thinking, like, wow. who would that be? And also, Shania Twain and Gloria Stefan were on the stage, too. And whenever they sing, you're like, go away, get off, get off. Get off. Oh, like I love Shania Twain, but she doesn't, she's not, she's not standing you up. I don't think she's qualified to be there as a diva. diva yeah. Song. Like, I love her, but, but so I was wondering. If it's to do it today. Who yeah, would who would it be? Um, oh, well, I guess Beyonce. It's the voices, right? Mm-hmm. We're looking at the voices. It's the voices. And even Beyonce is like more of an entertainer than a voice, even though her voice is great. She's, she's an incredibly talented singer, do you not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Yeah, I agree yeah. completely. But I feel like her whole package is greater than the sum of her parts. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like her persona and her showmanship is like if she didn't have that I don't know if she would have gotten that far just on the voice right listen I think Beyonce would be there um Celine would be there she is mm-hmm. still relevant today yeah um she's having a renaissance yes it's great um uh, Ariana Grande. Oh my god, I can't believe she wasn't the first one I said. Yeah, Ariana for sure. She's the only like young one who's really got a voice to write home about, though, right? Mm. Like, love them all, of course. Don't get me wrong. Like, love Billie Eilish, Eilish, whatever. <laughs> I love like Lord, who's been inactive. I love Casey Musgraves, but none of them are the voice, like the vocal level of. That VH1 diva's caliber, you know? Yeah, Ari for sure. Um, I reckon would, would we put Mariah in there today? Oh yeah, she hasn't. She hasn't really been singing live for a while, right? Which is fine. She's sang, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, she's done her time. Um. Oh God, I don't know. Why is my my head is telling me to put Jessie J in there? <laughs> like, Oh, I feel like she could be like in the background somewhere, but she just wouldn't. She, yeah, I'd love Rita Ora just to be there. Oh my god, <laughs> just to stumble on stage. Yes, Rita for sure. Rita would be spotted putting on a leggings display <laughs> on stage, <laughs> but not singing. Like, um, yeah, definitely Ariana. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I I just feel like it's those three. That's to be fair. That's a pretty good lineup. Yeah, that would be an insane lineup. <laughs> yeah, but it's just weird. It's crazy how like I feel like there was a really big moment in the '90s of like belters. Yeah, which means something else in the UK, right? Belter, isn't it an insult? Oh God, I don't know. Belter, 
Yeah, that's like belting out a song, I think. I don't know. Yeah, maybe okay. I'm, maybe I'm, I'm just thinking of that song where the I'm guy not is... very bright. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dumbass. <laughs> no, you're not. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I no, think... No, there was this time where it was anthems, like... Yeah. Um, obviously, Whitney. Um, Torch songs. Yeah, yes, Whitney, yeah. Barbara Whitney, Streisand. And Christina tried. Um, she has she had some anthems. Um, yeah, I Turn To You. You can't top that. Yeah. It's yeah, good, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Why did Christina Aguilera stop making music? Um, she had an album last year, which was really, really good. Oh, did she? Um, called... <laughs> called called I don't know it's really good wasn't um, she she was a judge on the X Factor or whatever did she do that or a voice situation yeah, they, maybe like a picture of smashing a button and, yeah I think there's no music there's no money in music anymore they're all they've all got their makeup lines right um, they're all doing the voice and shit and the X Factor and the money that they're making is insane oh what about this Walker's Chips thing <laughs> Can you tell us about, tell our American yeah, listeners? Yeah, she got paid 9 million pounds for yeah. the whole campaign. Which is 14 million US dollars. Right. To do chip advertising. Come on, maths. Um, and to <laughs> do... Um, yesterday. Crisps, yeah. Just the, the advert's so funny. Have you seen it? It's she, the way she bites to the crisp, just gets a little piece and, I don't know, it's worth a watch. It's quite a funny ad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the only other thing is that she's got her face on all these packets of crisps. I know. <laughs> I was laughing about it. I mean, more power to her. I mean, come on. She can can laugh at herself. I was talking about it with some friends on Saturday, and they were like, what a waste of money for them to pay her $14 million for this because people aren't going to buy those crisps because her face is on it. And I was like, I probably would. Oh, right. If I'm... Well, some llamas have, like, I've seen photos of them framed, like, all the flavors, like, framed. No way. Yeah, like, every pack of the crisps, That's like, amazing. down and framed. It's like, mm. And if I was, just, but just if I was having, like, a Christmas party, which I probably will, and I'm, like, looking for bags of chips, I'm gonna get the ones with Mariah's face on it and, like, put them out in a pride of place on, like, a table, yeah. you know? Merry Christmas, right? Yeah. It's just hilarious. She looks so, like, I think they must be in on the joke. And... Oh, she's fully in on the joke. Yeah, and Walkers, too, I mean. Right, yeah. Like, they're probably like, this is so funny. This is just ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, it's not even a pun. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no connection between Mariah Carey and crisps. Apart from, like, maybe saying Merry Christmas, but it doesn't... Yeah. I saw a great clip, which I'm going to post on the Diva Behavior Instagram page, of her in... She was on QVC selling stuff, and she's like super pregnant and she's laying on the couch and she's like <laughs> she's like laying there and they're showing a full sh- like full screen shot of her and she's like you said you wouldn't shoot me from the neck down it's the funniest thing I've ever seen I know I but I wonder when was it that she, when do you think she decided to embrace the diva thing and become self-aware I don't know I don't know um I feel like it might have been cribs yeah that was definitely um yeah, you can see her personality really come across and she's less self-aware. And I don't know, I feel like with um, money, you just get more relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> like not giving a fuck. Um, Definitely. And I feel like she's been through so much that she... And it's just with age and I feel like it's the same with everyone. You don't care what people think. The more you get old, the older you get. And, um, yeah. 
I don't know when the shift happened, but I'm grateful for it. <laughs> Me too. Do you know what else? She is aging, like, amazingly. Yeah. Like, I know we're not supposed to talk about this, like, people's appearance or whatever, but I do. And she, like, her face just looks so good. And I'm like, did she get, she probably doesn't even get Botox, it looks like. Youthful queen. I don't know what the signs are to look out for. I know it's, like, shininess a lot. Yeah, like, if it's too shiny. And her face moves. Her facial features are not frozen at all. Well, you know, if she has had work done, it's excellent work. Yeah. Um, It's been very tasteful work, for sure. I'm sure she's got all the serums and whatnot yeah. Yeah, she looks great. Yeah, she does. No lie detected. And we're looking at this picture of her at Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve yeah. in 2017. This, So I feel like 2017 is when she had a little bit of a pit in her career yeah. where people were talking shit because, because of this, because she got caught lip syncing, right? Yeah, and... Um... There was, I guess, it was a tech. She blamed it on technical hiccup, and um, she didn't come in at the right time or something. Anyway, you know, we've all seen the video. It was yeah. a disaster. Um, and they had the isolated vocals that was going viral. Remember that? Someone took out all of the background sound, yeah. so it was just her singing, yeah. and it was like Ugh. hilarious. But yeah, yeah. But whatever, we don't care. She, the thing is people, again, like we mentioned, people don't realize she writes all the songs. So it's like, you know what? If she can't still hit the whistle register, who cares? Because she already did. And she wrote the song. Like she writes all this stuff. And then, you know, Bob Dylan gets on stage and sounds like a dying oh frog. Oh God. And people are like. CD, like my dad plays his CDs sometimes. And like even then it's just like, I can't believe like people buy this. Yeah. But yeah, that's the dichotomy again. Between male and female. Yeah. And something else that bugs me similar to that is people, like, it comes up a lot when you're looking at interviews or reading stories about her where people are like, she hasn't had a number one in X amount of years. Like, what's she going to do? And it's like, no one's asking why the Rolling Stones haven't had a number one since the 80s. Thank you. Like, no one cares. They are allowed, like, the Rolling Stones are allowed to tour around on their, like, past laurels and fucking shake their corpses onto the stage and like prop themselves and love them but like not shake their corpses like nobody cares but I with, know because they're blokes yeah Molly. yeah and with her they're just like oh what what's she doing like she hasn't she's past her prime it's like no she's not past her prime she's in her prime for her entire life like she doesn't this oh my god look at she's this she's thriving yeah she wore stilettos <laughs> to go bowling good she should are you in the, are you a bravo head not as much as i should be or okay. as you would think i would be but i i've never gotten into vanderpump rules so she does a, a podcast called sex unique podcast that's a play on oh i've sir, seen that one sex unique restaurant yeah yeah and, and i've been to sir stop it it's so bad isn't it well i don't know from what i've heard yeah. it's so tacky i saw at least where I saw her there like a little while ago, like oh, four years ago. Do you have any tea? No, I've met a few of the Real Housewives though. Okay. Because yeah, when Talk I about burying the lead, I know. <laughs> I when I was in New York, I worked at the New York Observer, and I did a lot of like society coverage for was them. Was Ramona mean to you? She, yes. <laughs> She gave me the best backhanded compliment ever. So I was interviewing this woman. She was a, um, the, the story, it was a cute idea for a story. 
it was like how much it costs for a socialite to get ready for a charity benefit. So I interviewed this woman named Yaz Hernandez. She's like the nicest, most over-the-top ridiculous woman. Um, And she was like, I don't want to talk about the actual cost of things. I'll just tell you what it is. And I was like, okay. she's here. Yeah. She, no, she's so good. Like she should be on Real Housewives, but I feel like she's too classy to do it. She's probably been approached. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we went to this like fancy lunch restaurant on the Upper East Side. She paid for my like $10 French fries that I ordered. Um, and she told me all her things. She was like, she was like, whenever I have a big event, like in the morning, they wake me up and give me tea. I was like, who's they? And she was like, my staff. And I was like, oh my God, you're what a life. fucking iconic. <laughs> but so as I'm sitting there talking to her, Ramona Singer walks up because this is like the ladies who lunch hotspot. And Ramona's like, what are you doing? Oh my God. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like talking to Yaz because she could tell I was a reporter because like, she ignored your existence completely, right? No, she. Like, I think she came up because she knew uh, I was a reporter. Press. Yeah, exactly. So she came up to me and she she just was like, first she was talking to Yaz and, you know, I look like a journalist compared to these ladies. Like, I look like a fucking scruffy <laughs> 35000 a year, like, plebe in front of these, like, next to all these ladies. And, and Ramona comes up and asks who I am and she's like, oh, isn't she so pretty but natural? Pretty but natural. But natural, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, bitch. And you know what? You don't have to wear too much makeup. You know? <laughs> right. I was like, I get it. I could have a nose job, but I don't. Like, oh I fucking God. get it, Ramona. But I was like, I feel really great that I got like a backhanded compliment from Ramona. You know, like, I was like, this is, this is a nice moment. But, and that she- That was a great story. She looked great in person. Um, and I met Sonia too. That was a weird one. Like it was, a. did she make out with you? No, she had, (laughs) she didn't. This was probably like 2015, no, 2013 or 14. And she, she had these two interns with her, which I was like, that's wild. Like these guys are clearly not being paid. It's like eight o'clock at night and they're just like, yeah, they're just like carrying the trail of your robe as you like (laughs) walk into this event. Um, and she and her image consultant were there. This guy, I forget his name, but he, he like wrote all these really nasty tweets about me after I published the story because I interviewed both of them and I think they were both pretty drunk. Like, um, Definitely, yeah. I've heard, yeah. Yes, something. they say that cocaine is the um, the the other housewife of, the, yeah. of New York. Like that. <laughs> I would say it's probably more of prescriptions. Uh, yeah, I, because I that's the thing in the U.S. is like coke is not as big because everyone's just on Adderall and Vyvanse, you know. So like it's like a it's basically like legal coke. So, yeah, she was... I'm not saying that she was definitely on that. That was just a side side note. Allegedly, yeah. Yeah, but... So I talked to them for a while, and I wrote this, like, really weird article about it. And then I met... What's her face? At Fashion Week. Dorinda? Yes. Yeah. How'd you know? Yeah. I just sensed it. Yeah, that's... Yeah, Dorinda. (laughs) She's... I feel like she's really lovely in person. Yes. So nice normal great head on her yeah. shoulders looked amazing gives you the time of day lit from within gave me the time of day yeah. eye contact answered my questions thoughtfully yeah I bet. she's the she's a real one like she's a g and i think there might be other ones too but it's just great like when you live in new york you just meet all these people like because mm. there's no real delineation between the 
the classes in the same way that there is in the UK or in mm. London, I found. But I think... You always haven't watched Gallery Girls. Oh, what's that? <laughs> Gallery Girls is a one-season wonder, and it's so good. Um, and that's on Hey You, if you wanted to. But yeah, like, true Bravo heads would recall that as being, like, um, reality TV gold, like the... Yeah. Um, like a classic. Canon, yeah. Yeah, see... Um, but there's the uh, divide between Upper East Side and... Um, I guess what downtown or Brooklyn or something like they were yeah. rather galleries, whatever. But yeah. Okay. But that's probably that. that. This was years ago though. That was like 2010. I love any media that has to do with like rich people in New York. It's like my yeah. favorite. Topic oh, yeah. I think Gallery Girls will be right off the street. Yeah. It's like what eight episodes. Get it done. Yeah. I will. Because yeah, the thing is, like in New York, all the rich people, a lot of them also want to be famous and they also want to be cool. So they're constantly <laughs> like inviting, like people from different strata to the same events. Do you know what I mean? But then I'm also like, maybe I just got to access that stuff because I was doing journalism at that time. And if I was on the right PR lists in London, would I be doing the same stuff? I don't know, you know? I know for Fashion Week, they've really, um, um, over the recent years, they've really um, clamped down on who they actually invite. It used to be anyone who's got a web blogger in their name. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that was a golden age. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Some people think Diva's a bitch. Who's a diva to you? Would you say, are you one? I never said that. Diva behavior. Hey, great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> of course, I don't trust you. Diva behavior, the podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.